This is an AMI podcast. This is an AMI podcast. This is Double Tap Canada from AMI-audio, the place where blind people talk tech. Oh, hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Double Tap Canada. It is I, Stephen Scott, from my sickbed this week. Oh, and I'm going to let you know all about that. All through this show. <laughs> oh, I'm so. Oh, oh, oh dear, it's terrible. Uh, Sean Priest, could you could you pass me a lozenge? Oh, no, I can't. Pull yourself together. Get out of bed. Go for a walk. What's the matter with you now? Oh, I don't know what's wrong. What is it going on in this country? You know, I am sick to death of everything. <laughs> Are you just sick? No. <laughs> You're a sickly child. Right. No making me laugh because I sound like <laughs> Muttley this week and I'll get that moniker uh, over there. <laughs> yes, that's my of... job. Exactly. Tim Schwartz is here as well from lifeafterblindness.com who may well be the only person standing uh, uh, next week, I think, at this rate. How are you, Tim? I'm doing well, thankfully. Crossed my fingers and, and toes and everything else. The, uh, I was afraid, possibly, that I was going to have to stand alone for this episode with you being sick and Sean has been away gallivanting all over London. I, I really thought it was just going to be me. So I, I'm happy to see you're feeling better, Stephen. I'm not feeling better. Well, you, I'm not feeling better. Okay, let me rephrase not. that. You, you sound better than you have. And by the way, please, please Ooh. don't uh, give the listeners the, the, the gruesome details. We've already heard just enough of those, I think. No, keep it to yourself. Yes. Okay, Everything. fine, fine. Okay, but what I'm going to do is moan <laughs> a lot during the course of this episode, okay? <sighs> Back well, to your normal self. Okay, nah, yep, nice let's go for it. Right, right. Uh, now, uh, this week we are going to talk about health. <laughs> I, I love the fact we, we decided this week we're going to talk about health. Yes. Um, because, uh, you know, I'm you know barely standing here. Uh, Sean, you've had about, what, half an hour's sleep in the last three days. You've been gallivanting. I heard you were in a Tesla car. What's going on? Oh, I left the shed in style. Yeah, I you left the shed. drove down to London in a Tesla, 12 hours in a Tesla, P100D. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Whoa, 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 hang on. 12 hours and a... only takes six hours. I know, but it was so good that we just went everywhere. We (laughs) went everywhere. Did you break down? (laughs) No! It's the future. I am sold. Yeah, 12 hours for a 400-mile trip. That is the future. I can't wait. We we went all (laughs) over the place, and it was driving itself in country lanes, not just on the highway or freeway or motorway, whatever you want to call it, which you sort of expect it to do anyway. But in country lanes, you know, it was driving itself. It was amazing. So what he's saying, Stephen, is that all of your praise of the Tesla when you got to ride in it last year and all that, that wasn't enough. He sold on it now after 12 hours of riding around. Now, what what I'm curious about, though, is is it the bigger news oh, that he rode in a Tesla or that he left his shed? Yeah, I have to say that's a bit of a difficult one to, to kind of break down because, you know, getting out of the shed, Sean, is actually, that's not easy to say. Getting out of the shed, Sean. Um, <laughs> Steady. Yeah, you got to be careful with that one. Uh, that's, that's quite a big deal. But getting out of Tesla is even bigger. I have to say, I did have a shot at this last year, and I went, I think, a total of four feet. I mean, it was probably the most boring and pathetic <laughs> Tesla journey ever and i managed to turn it on air into this big deal i actually traveled four feet in reverse um yeah, your gallivanting exactly. was all over the radio and podcast yeah. world telling everybody about your four feet yeah <laughs> that sounds so let's strange not, let's not go there um but uh, that was a whole other not, podcast not literally your four feet yes <laughs> i told you no laughing for me this week or you are on your own um tell us about this this was a real world test, and it was it, it just blew my mind, honestly. Yeah, I bet it did. So, when, so you, you were there in the car. Now I'm assuming you didn't steal it. it wasn't some kind of um, 
scent of a woman movie type affair here. Midlife crisis. No, no, no. So some friends come over from Australia. They've just toured all over Europe in their Tesla. And um, they came over to see me. Uh, Hello, Garth and Joey, by the way. Uh, Australians, as you can tell by the names. But, yes, so we drove down to London. I I know. Like like a kangaroo. Oh, I see. Like like exactly yes. right. Ah, you yeah, got that's well very stereotypical for you, Sean. I'm shocked. <laughs> that was awful. That's <laughs> terrible. Apologies no, to all name. the Australians. No, no, no. I'm not making it up. That's his name. Okay, fine. Oh, okay. You say that. Well, now you've made a thing of I it, and now you've made it sound Roo? weird. Yeah. <laughs> no, like, it, that doesn't matter. Hello, anyway. But, yes, it's his car. And, uh, as I said, we were going to make our way down to London, and we did. But we ended up just doing a detour, and we went all around the Peak District, and... We ended up in Nottingham. Nobody knows what that is. Up. This is Canada radio. No one cares. Well, I, sorry. It's all in the country anyway. And it was just, I was blown away, like I said, that it could do the country lanes. You know, I just, you always expect this stuff to be able to do the big roads because it's pretty straightforward, you know, as long as you stay in the lines and everything. But on the country lanes, when it was, the white lines were sort of disappeared and covered in leaves and it was raining and it's just a hedge for the side of the road. And it was absolutely perfect. It was fine. It was amazing. Okay, I have a question. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone in the car's blind, right? Apart from the driver, yes. Okay, apart well, the driver's the car, is it not? <laughs> right, is, the, is the car not doing the whole thing, right? So it's... No, no. No, I mean, you know, legally, there's got to be a sighted person. Oh, so there is a sighted there. person. There. And because, just because the fact you're saying it's doing the job wonderfully, it could have been driving down a motorway the wrong way. For all you knew. No, no, no. Oh, it kept the lane beautifully as everyone else, you know, avoids it for their life. Look, what I'm saying is I actually felt more comfortable when the car was driving itself than when Joey was driving. Okay. Okay. And that's, that's a big thing. It was, I've just, it blew my mind. I'm sold. I understand. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So So you're saying that Joey is a horrible driver and a stereotypical Australian. Okay, well, such a great friend of, of yours mm. as Joey is. Yes. No, I am actually saying that. He is a horrible driver, but the Tesla was a fantastic <laughs> driver. Oh, it does sound a good fun, though. Um, I can't wait to, to have a, a shot on one of these when it finally arrives. I mean, I know this is the thing about it, isn't it? It's amazing. You, you're in that technology today. I mean, it's not like this is something that's coming. That, that wasn't for a review. That wasn't for something that you know we sent you out on. That's... That's just real life. That's out there. You can buy that today. Exactly. And as I said, they've gone all over Europe from Italy, Athens, Spain, and through France, and then to the UK. And as soon as they came over to the UK, the autopilot knew to change the side of the road it was driving on. Uh, Yeah, it is just so impressive when you're actually using it. Um, Yeah, I just want one so much now. That is, that's pretty impressive. Um, Okay, well, look, we're going to move away from that breaking news uh because you know i i mean thankfully nothing is broken as a result of that trip uh everyone came back in one piece alive well Uh, i haven't been to bed last night and i'm slightly on the edge but yes i'm I'm back (laughs) but that's nothing new for you let's be honest (laughs) you live your life on the edge oh thanks i sound so cool of manchester sorry i meant to put that in there (laughs) the edge of of his shed Edge of his shit. Edge of, edge of the garden. <laughs> edge of the hedge. <laughs> okay, that's enough. <laughs> Moving on. Right. Okay, fine. Jeez. Oh, you can tell he's a bit snarky this week, isn't he? Wow. I need to go to bed. Listen to this. Get this guy a cup of milk, for goodness sake. <laughs> uh, right, okay. Uh, let's talk about health, because it appears we're all at the edge of our uh, tethers here. Um, 
Yeah, I can't believe we're going to talk about I mean, three guys who, frankly, you know, barely leave the house. I, I tried going to the gym for about four weeks and then forgot where it was and didn't go back. Oh, no, no, that that's, reminds me. Sorry to jump in here, but... So, are you not going to the gym anymore? Well, okay, so I am, so I'm government mandated to go to the gym, right? The government has told me to go and and lose weight because I'm too large. Uh, so, uh, the government has said this, and I've kind of been, you know, like like you do with a lot of letters you get from the government, you tend to just ignore them, don't you, and just kind of say, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll get to that. Um, so, I haven't been, I mean, I was away in Canada, and then after that, I'm not going to bore you with the details, but I haven't been back since, and I need to get back, obviously. Um, but uh, it's interesting because, you know, one of the things that they said to me at the time, uh, just after I came back from Canada, was, um, you know, you're welcome to come in and you're welcome to use the facilities, but of course you can't, can you? Because it's all very well going in there, but you can go in and you can stand on the treadmill and you can, you know, you can inspire yourself in a lot of ways, but I can inspire myself as much as I like. I can't make a treadmill move by itself. No, you've got to move your feet. That helps. No, well, I yes, know what but, you mean. But you know what I mean. It's got to actually be, you know, activated <laughs> in some way. Yeah, the um, touchscreen interface on all the, well, most modern gym equipment now is an absolute nightmare. And so I don't need, understand it. It, no, should well, be, exactly. it should be connected to an app. It should be, you know, the whole smart whatever device, you know, connected to an app is perfect for gym equipment, you know. And a lot of the apps that are f- available by gym equipment manufacturers is purely for tracking your progress but the ability to actually control the machine as well would be fantastic and there isn't enough of it no there isn't there's the ability to do that there is technology that can do that because like you said sean you can track what the machine is doing but actually control it yeah if that were there i don't want to say that that would be a game breaker for us and make us go to the gym no maybe but uh, (laughs) not for us but uh it would be helpful yeah, well, it would be. Um, but no, I, I haven't been. However, the point is, uh, you know, when we talk about health, a lot of people tend to think of the gym, don't they? They tend to think maybe that's a place to start. But you can do a lot of this at home. You can, And I've been thinking about this. You know, it's things you can do at home. Obviously, at the moment, while I'm racked with the 1920s lurgy that I have living inside <laughs> me, this horrific venom uh, that is alive inside me. And I don't mean the usual venom. I mean this new one. Um, but no, th- this this has given me some time to think about, right, well, what could I do at home that I could do that could make the difference here, that could actually maybe uh, get me more active? Um, and what could I do to keep an eye on my health, be aware of my health? Now, of course... Everybody knows I'm going to say Apple Watch. Right off the bat, I'm going to say Apple Watch because I love the Apple Watch. It's a great piece of kit. Um, and, and of course, it has a huge number of benefits. Just simple things like calculating your steps every day. Uh, it just does that. I mean, I love that because it doesn't, it's not something you have to then think about doing. You don't have to press a button first. You just go out for a walk. I mean, you maybe did this, Sean, although you were on a Tesla, I guess, for most of it. Yes. But, you know, you can, you can go to your watch at any time or your phone, because they both connect to each other, and you can just check how many steps you've walked. Boring. And, well, it sounds boring, but actually, if you, if you are... Well, okay, maybe it's a bit boring. <laughs> but the point is that when you do this, say you do go for a walk, and I've done this, you, you'll maybe check, oh, I wonder how, how far did I walk today? You can, you can sometimes surprise yourself how far you've maybe gone. Yeah, look, when, when I do say boring, I'm being a little bit glib because it's all about keeping uh, track of that activity does yeah. make a big difference. And there is that bit of running around the front room at, you know, 10 to midnight to try and hit that goal 
Um, it yeah, does make you do 10, that. Yeah. Exactly. It's really weird, but it does make you do that. The reason I say uh, boring is just because everything does that now. Even just holding the or having the phone in your pocket, you know, most of them will track those steps. If they've got the health app, Apple, uh, Google as well, they will track the steps. And you can pick up um, fitness trackers almost anywhere now pedometers and everything accessible ones so i mean the step tracking thing is is just everywhere um so yeah it is really important but it it does go further than that as well well yeah you're not picking up an apple watch just because it has a built-in pedometer if that's the only reason you want one yeah Yeah. there there are much of many or many other ways you can do that and spend a lot less money but to have the other fitness tracking abilities to be able to say I'm going on a run or I'm on this piece of gym equipment or a treadmill or, you know, going swimming or whatever it might be. So many different exercises are in there. It'll calculate it properly, tracking your calories burned and tracking your heart rate. And uh, in the case of Steven, knowing you know how important that is, you know, letting you know if there's something going wrong with your heart. Um, I, I actually Indeed. have I've had it where it alerts me when my heart rate's too high. And, uh, you know, says, you know, it, not that it's irregular, but it's just too high because I don't sweat and I get overheated very easily. So I have it set to tell me when it reaches a certain, you know, certain number. Oh, and that, that, that reminds me of something, Tim. And this is a question I wanted to ask you. Yeah. The, 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 the no sweating thing, right? Is that due to your eye condition? You know what? As far as I know, it's not. Uh, however, I've never really been given a reason. My grandfather didn't sweat. My mom really doesn't sweat. So we know it's something genetic. What? We, we also presume that my eye disease is genetic. Um, so it could be related, no possibly. Sweating. What? The no sweat family. We're is the no sweat family. Yes, exactly. No, are you not. part dog? No sweat. Do, do you sweat through your. You pant a lot? <laughs> are your feet wet a lot? <laughs> No, actually. No. No, the reason I ask you that is because uh, one of the friends of the show, Robin Christofferson, who was on a recent Apple TV show, told me the other week, just off mic, we were having a chat about something, and uh, he said that he has an eye condition, which means he doesn't sweat. It's it's linked to his eyesight. And (gasps) here I'm thinking, we found the the solution to all of Tim's problems. Well, not all of them, but this one. Wow, I'm glad we finally figured out all my problems. Uh, My wife will be thrilled. But no, it's a bonus, isn't it? Not sweating, that's a good uh, thing. It it would be a good Mm. thing because you're not, you know, perspiring so much and there's not the smell and all that kind of thing. However... If it's, if it's really warm or hot outside, you know, I go on vacation and it's really, really hot. Do you just fill up with water like a big water balloon? (laughs) Yeah, I can't be out there very long. I have to dump water on my head or shouldn't laugh. drink That's lots terrible. of water. Can I, can I just say, right, can I just say don't ever take Sean, Sean with you. Don't ever take Sean to the emergency room with you <laughs> no. because you're not going to get any seriousness out of him. This is what you'll get. No, you'll I'm get very, very... Are, you like a wa- are you like a water tank? <laughs> no, it sounds very, very serious and I'm very, very sorry. Mm-hmm, sure you are. So, no, yeah, but it is it is a weird problem. It could be associated with my, my vision loss, but... It is an issue, and so because of that, my body gets overheated very easily, and my heart rate goes up because it's working harder, and so it's something I have to be aware of. I get dehydrated, obviously, very easily, and I've had to go to the hospital for dehydration a couple times. So, Now I feel bad. Thanks, Well, you should. Um, Yeah, you should. (laughs) But but, but having something to tell me that and help me with that, in addition to all the other fitness benefits of it, all, all there on my wrist is very helpful. 
But of course, the thing that I wanted to get to uh, today is just to let people know that there's a lot of technology out there you can get. Some of it seems a bit crazy, but you can get a lot of health tech now that will connect to your smartphone. Now, I mentioned the Apple Watch up top for one reason, because it's um, the most accessible of, well, it's not the only accessible, but it's the most accessible smartwatch out there. Yes, you can get Android smartwatches. We did talk about this last week. And, you know, obviously with this purchase of Fitbit, maybe there's a good chance that uh, Google and Fitbit working together as one company will will make this a a much better product and and make it much more accessible to blind people. That would be brilliant. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But there's lots of other tech out there you can get. Now, I was in the Apple Store. Well, when was I not in the Apple Store? Maybe that's an easier question to answer. (laughs) <laughs> um, but I wasn't, I wasn't in the Apple store last Wednesday when I noticed um, that they do all this range of health kits. So you can get things like um, blood pressure monitors. Now, I'll be honest, if you've got one of these things lying around at home and we're coming up to the festive period, there's a good chance you're going to use this as some kind of party game in the house. Who's got the worst heart rate in the family? <laughs> you know, you'll play the game. I've done it. Uh, we've all we all will do it if you have one of these things. Um, but you know that was that was kind of what we uh, you know one of those things having around the house has actually become very interesting. You know, just being able to get the information. Now you can buy these things very cheaply. Um, you know, just your standard. You know, with maybe even a large print screen. We got one of those actually in the house. Uh, but of course, that's all it does. It just shows you in large print. The the connected ones will connect you to apps, and as long as the apps are accessible, and of course that's another issue, but if the app is accessible, then you'll be able to read the information on your phone. So if you're completely blind, if you're the only person in the house, or both of you in the house are blind, or the family are blind, or everyone's blind, then at least you can be able to use that technology and, and be aware of your health. Um, so, you know, that is a good example. The other one, of course, now is connected toothbrushes. This is another thing. Everybody seems to be talking about these these days. Hmm. Connected Bluetooth toothbrushes. Um, I guess you don't want to have Bluetooth, so you'll want to... Uh, oh, see what well, done. Well, well done. Well done. Oh, Can we have a yeah, sound impressive. effect in there somewhere? That, that needs to be recognised. That was amazing. <laughs> okay, well, um, if, one, if, if someone in production cares, they'll, they'll add it in. Okay. Um, probably not. But, uh, no, I, I think this is a really good... Um, a really nice thing that you can do. I got one for my wife. Um, I'm going to say this maybe loudly if she hears me in the in the, the office. I, I got one uh, for Christmas last year, which still hasn't been opened. Um, just <gasps> oh, saying. Oh my! Shocking. I know. That's I know. terrible. I got a great present for her, and that's what that's the thanks you get. Well, maybe but, she doesn't uh, want her think... toothbrush nagging her because isn't it true that the Bluetooth ones that connect to your phone it'll tell you if you brushed enough or not, and if you need to brush more or less yeah. or. You know, if you did a good job and it, that, that you know, I mean, that's good information, but that could also be kind of nagging. But can I can I just throw in something here that I think is missing from all of this? I mean, you know, aside of all this wonderful technology that tracks you in every way, ear thermometers um, that can tell you, you know, information that transfers to your phone, uh, all of the, the um, health data that your phone can gather on you. And of course, we could get into the whole subject around privacy, which Sean doesn't care about. No, I don't. No, I know you don't. No. <laughs> we know. No one really cares about that. Hmm. Well, nobody cares um, about privacy, huh? I, I do want to <laughs> get into this at some point, but not not this week. Not this week. Um, but but I think there's a, there's an area that's missing here, and I don't really know what the answer is because <sighs> here's the problem, right? We need. I, I like on this show to be honest with people, right? And and you know, this is when everyone at AMI usually gets worried. Um, don't yes. worry. I'm worried. <laughs> Go on. I'm worried too. But continue. 
I've got my finger well, hovering over the mute button here. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> okay, so let's... How can I say this delicately? Um, if, if little ears are listening, maybe you want to put them away for a minute. Because um, no. I, I think we've got to talk about some serious stuff here. When you talk about health... It's not just the obvious stuff. It's not just going to the gym. It's not just, you know, keeping yourself in shape or what you're eating. It's also the stuff that comes out of you from time to time as well. And knowing what is going on with yourself is actually quite important. I mean, I'll give you an example. I cut my leg um, maybe about three, four months ago. I didn't actually know I'd done it at all. Um, and I had gone out. I'd, I think I'd gone out to put the bins out or something. And um, the neighbor had come over to me and said, Stephen, your leg is covered in blood. And I'm like, what? I had not a clue. I hadn't even noticed I'd cut myself. And my leg was red. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's normally food-based stuff. Um, I was kind of thinking maybe it's tomato ketchup, right? But um, it wasn't. It was actual blood. And um, it wasn't the end of the world. But, you know, you're not aware of a lot of this that's going on around you. Um, You know, people tell you when you're uh, getting a certain age, you've got to look after yourself. You've got to make sure you keep an eye on what you... um, let go of yourself, shall we say, um, at certain points in your in your life. Oh, this is so tense. So we it's like walking you a tightrope. Some details, Stephen. Well, the point is, you need to know what is going on. If someone says you that, do. you know, if you had blood in your poo, right? How would you know? How would you know as a blind person? Well, I wouldn't have a clue. What gadget is out there that tells you that and is accessible? That's Stephen. my point. That's my point. That there's a lot of tech out there. There's a lot of great stuff, but stuff that actually helps you in the real needs. Uh, area, literally, um, is, uh, you know, is, is missing. And I think that's a problem. I well, think it is an issue because you're not going to jump on Be My Eyes, are you? And say, hey, I would. Um, is there blood in this? Oh my. I mean, first of all, no matter what you're looking at, you're not going to want to know the answer to that. If I'm making yes. that call over here, I would call Ira because at least those poor people are getting paid to look into my <laughs> toilet bowl, whereas Be My Eyes are volunteering oh, for such a thing. But, I mean, I guess there could be a smart to- – I mean, there are smart toilets, as we've talked about. Maybe well, they can have a true. sensor yeah, in them to true. see if there's something wrong with what you're depositing in there. Um Oh, bad, bad, bad. Um, yes. um, we could have the double tap toilet. We need to market this, although I don't know if that name is appropriate. Mm. But um, Some might say we're there already. Yes. Um, <sighs> no, look, look, this this is not even a, a blind thing. This is just mainstream. Look, this yeah, I agree. Well, health. yeah, okay, I, I, it, is, I, I, it is a blind thing, but it is a blind thing, though, because I mean, how would we know? I mean, lots of people will say they might know if there's blood or there's something wrong. You would, how would we know? Really? Yeah, How if there's would we discoloration know? or blood or, or what have you, yeah, we glance in, we're not seeing anything. If- okay. my, my doctor yeah. said to me on the phone th- this week, you know, look, with the, the, the chest infection you've got, are you coughing anything up? And I said, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what I'm supposed to be looking for. Do you want me to take pictures yeah, of define it? Define anything. Yeah, what, what is it we're looking for? Well, you got a, yeah. You got a colour identifier, haven't you? Oh, <laughs> this is getting, oh, this is getting oh, wrong. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, I think we're on the verge of where this health, uh, this smart health market. I think we're just on the very edges of this. So that the fitness trackers, as I was saying, you know, with with uh, tracking your steps and your heart rate. I think there's a lot more to come, um, especially when it comes to things like managing diabetes. There are some really interesting things happening there. Monitoring glaucoma, you know, the whole contact lenses which can monitor the pressure. Uh, ocular pressure exactly yeah. all that sort of thing is just it's, it's getting to that stage now where it is getting very interesting and accessibility is almost a byproduct of that because of its digital 
platform and the apps. You know, it is, of course, it's important to us. Um, but I'm saying that I think for everyone, the, the technology and health sector is, is sort of merging and we're just on the edge of it. So, so in an attempt to continue on, uh, you said uh, technical or, or, or digital byproducts as opposed to physical. Let, let, let's continue there. Oh, um, you had to get that pun in there. You uh, couldn't resist. You said you? digital byproduct, not me. Um, no, but you're absolutely right. I think that the more that things are connected to a smartphone, which is accessible, and then, of course, having an app that is accessible, as long as there's that connection, whether it's Bluetooth or, or whatever the connection is, that is very important. And that almost implies accessibility for us. For example, whenever I've looked for any kind of you know hardware product for fitness or health or, or otherwise, if it is connected via Bluetooth, I then go out and look and see, okay, is there an app connected with this? Is it something that is accessible to me? And most of the time you can try that. For example, I know Stephen, you and I, have, well, I think we've all talked about it. I had purchased a scale a couple of years ago that was connected over Bluetooth to my iPhone. It's got an app. The app is pretty accessible. Uh, I, I can read the information there, basically. And as I stand on the scale, it gives me my weight, unfortunately. Um, but it what also, was it, Tim? Hmm? What was it? At the time, it was better than it is now. I'll just say that. But uh, um, as a nice save, well done. Done. but well uh, but the nice thing about the scale I purchased was it had other sensors in it, so it actually tracks how much uh, body fat you have, how much uh, mass, muscle mass you may or may not have, the water content of your body, so all kinds of other things that are very important to health and trying to lose weight or get fit, and it provides all that information to me via the app in my phone. And that's just standing on the scale. Once you've set it up, you open the app, you stand on the scale. It makes this really funny uh, sound effect on the app telling you that all the information has been sent over there. It's a really One at a weird time, please. sound. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> thanks. Thanks so much. Harsh. It's an old that's joke. Harsh. It is an old joke. It is. Um, yeah, I had to dust but, that one off. I'm choking on it. <laughs> but, uh, but it does send all that information over, and it's accessible to me, and I can, I can actually get that information. It's kind of like uh, Stephen had encouraged me to get a smart water, uh, water bottle a couple years back, and I got a brand of that that connects to my phone reminds me when to drink water uh, how much water i've drank you know how much i i need to still drink throughout the day and it's again accessible because that app is accessible so yeah to that point sean i think that that's really important and that's what's changed things for us as people that are blind and visually impaired yeah so there you go you see um, all this come on sean get on the right I, side I, of I this changed my mind. Look, yeah I, I totally get what you're saying but when it comes to those scales that do your bmi and all those other things they're great but they were expensive now i did notice that they are coming down in price there's a lot more competition in the market now when it comes to these accessible scales so that's a great thing but um I, like a lot of these things they are quite a lot of money well, when I first started researching them a few years ago, they were, yeah, two, three hundred dollars The one exactly. I got, though, yeah. about a year and a half ago, I think, or so, was, I think, like $40, $50. So wow. that wasn't horrible, considering I could get a regular digital scale for, you know, $25 that might talk. Actually, no, that one didn't talk. I had to spend $50 at a, at a specialty online store for visual impairment that was going to yeah. be like $50. So I'm like, okay, I can spend that just to get one that talks that gives me weight only, or spend 40 or $50 and get one that does all these other things. It doesn't talk, but it does send it to an app on my phone that I can then read the information. I'll do that. And that's that. the point, isn't it? That's the point, because we want to get to a place where the technology is accessible, of course. But, you know, it can be accessible just maybe in a different 
way. So it's just maybe thinking that through. Um, listen, really interesting conversation, but we've got to move on because we're going to talk soon about Apple TV Plus and Disney Plus as they've launched services. We're going to talk about them. We didn't get a chance to get to that last week, especially on Apple TV Plus. This week we are, and we're going to get some of your emails as well. So stick around. And now we're back with the Double Tap Canada team for more news on the latest tech from an accessibility point of view. Join in the fun with Double Tap by emailing your comments to feedback at ami.ca or on Twitter at Double Tap Canada. I'm still not well. I'm just saying I'm still not well. You're oh, doing well, though. You, you know, you you're are. going through it. You're a trooper. So you are. You're a I trooper. have got no voice left by the end of this program. I honestly, you, you should be so glad I am here. <laughs> yeah. Who? Sorry, who are you saying that to? The listeners or us? I'm not entirely sure. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry. It's, it's the mirror in the studio I was looking at. Oh. Um, uh, yes. Hello. Uh, right. Um, Look, we actually, uh, one of the things we wanted to talk about in our segment there on health was actually uh, one of the topics that Tim brought up on live uh, from Studio 5 uh, uh, today. And, of course, that is the subject of script talk, which, uh, because I have very little voice left, I'm going to hand over to Tim to tell us all about it. Well, thank you, Stephen. Yeah, actually, uh, people who listened to Live 5 this morning did hear me talk about script talk. This is from a company in America, actually called Envision America, and they've been around for a long time. Anybody familiar with the ID Mate uh, for scanning uh, barcodes? They've had that oh, for years. Very popular. Yeah, very, very popular device. They've also had a version of this prescription uh, scanning technology as actual as an actual hardware device. They've had that for a number of years where you partner up with the pharmacy and then you put your prescription bottle on top of this device i've actually gotten to use one at a conference once and it scans the bottle label and tells you what that bottle is what the prescription is the name of it the doctor the the uh, dosage all kinds of information that you would get on the bottle's label well finally envision america has launched the app version of this so it was available on android it's now available on ios in all of north america so united states and now in canada you download this app and you have to be partnered with your pharmacy. Now, you can either ask your pharmacy to do this and connect with Envision America to do it or just contact Envision America and they will work with your pharmacy to offer it. And you can get different types of labels, basically, that have a barcode. You scan it with the app and it will give you all that information. So you will get all the information I talked about, the name of the prescription, the doctor, the dosage, all that stuff right there spoken to you on your phone. Uh, there's a quick scan version. So if you already kind of know what the dosage should be and all that, but you just want to make sure what that particular bottle is, you can just hit quick scan, quick scan and instead of giving you you know, two minutes worth of, <laughs> of feedback of information, it'll just tell you the name of that per particular prescription. So this is really, really helpful. And uh, people can check out their website, envisionamerica.com. They've got a demonstration there, audio demonstration of what this sounds like. The app is free. The service is free. Even if you get one of the hardware devices, it's offered to you for free. So just contact Envision and they can get you set up. But I really love this. This is a great way to be able to differentiate, especially if you have multiple prescriptions that you have to keep track of. Now, bear with me with this one because my initial reaction is boring. But I've got to say, this is incredibly useful. The amount of times I'm rooting through the cupboards and finding boxes of whatever and i'm not entirely sure what it is Bo and boxes of what sean that's what i want to know. well what, what, what i mean do you find i'm looking cupboard? for some paracetamol or some aspirin or something and the, I, i've just got so many boxes in there old boxes i don't know what's what 
And just something like this is incredibly useful. Of course, there's things like seeing AI and, and other you know, OCR apps or things like that. But this is really specific. I, I do actually like the sound of this. Yeah, to be able to scan a bottle using something like a Seeing AI or other apps like that to get the text of what it is, or even to scan a barcode if it's a commercially sold, you know, aspirin bottle or something. Typically, you can find a barcode and scan that with something like Seeing AI and get that information. But it's not great, though. It's, it's not it's great. But then when it comes very to easily. when it comes to something that your doctor has actually prescribed. You could maybe get text read back to you with seeing AI, but it's going to be very tricky and garbled. And being able to have this where they partner specifically with the pharmacy to get you that information. Plus, they also offer Braille labels if you want to option for that or even large print labels if you don't want to do the scanning route. For me, I think the scanning is amazing and and really easy. But um, yeah, just to be able to say, you know what, this is now something accessible very easily and free. I, I, yeah. I just, I love it. I think it's really good. Like, like you said, it could be boring, but it's so useful. What well, it is. I mean, it's not a very sexy topic, is it? But it, it's just one of those things which is incredibly useful. Yeah, I agree. I think it's great. Um, well, thank you for that, Tim. Uh, look, I want to get some comments because uh, lots of you have been in touch. Once again, Graham in Liverpool in England has been in touch to say, thanks, guys, for an excellent review of the Apple AirPod Pros. Um, this was, of course, the uh, AirPod Pros that uh, I've purchased. <clears throat> Very nice. Still loving them, by the way. Still thinking they're brilliant. You could purchase a couple um, more and send them to Sean and I. Yeah, yeah. I could great. do that, couldn't I? I could. could do that. Yeah, the, the could word is an interesting <laughs> word there. Um, now, uh, Graham goes on to say that he thinks that guide dogs have insured guide dog owners in case of an accident. But what, I wonder what would happen if they had an accident wearing headphones or AirPods. I think the insurance companies would do their best to make the claim void. Um, well, this, of course, is a, a very UK-specific thing, but yes, there is a bit of insurance that goes along with having a guide dog, uh, for obvious reasons, be having and, and owning the dog. Uh, you don't own the dog, that's the point. The dog is always owned by the Guide Dogs uh, Association. It's probably the same in the States and in Canada. Um, but, uh, yeah, what would happen if you were walking along and you had these AirPods in? Could they use that as a as a way to, to void your claim? I don't know, is the, is the honest answer. I think it's Ultimately, it, all of this is down to your own personal responsibility. Yes. Um, you know, you should be able to know for yourself. You, you, I imagine you don't want to get into an accident. So for that reason, you probably want to make sure that if you're getting around, you can hear what's going on. If you weren't able to hear the bus coming at you when you walked out in front of it, that's because you're not paying attention. You're not using your orientation and mobility skills properly. Um, and if the AirPods are hindering that because you may be listening to something at the same time, and I know... The challenges, because of course, if you even with the transparency mode, or even just wearing a single ear pod in, or whatever, uh, you can get distracted because you're listening to another voice talking at you. That might be telling you which way to walk, or um, you know which which you know, information about your surroundings, or whatever yep. it might be, uh, or even just reading a text to you. Um, I don't know. I think it's you. This is maybe an interesting side effect of all of this. Is you know we do have to think. Yes, it's great that we can be aware of our situation. Uh, and aware of our surroundings whilst wearing these, but actually, should we be wearing these at all? Interesting question. Definitely, I honestly don't know the answer to it. As you said, Stephen, you know, guidelines for guide dog organisations are going to be different depending on where you are in the world. But um, I, I suppose technically, then of course, yes, if the insurance company really did want to uh, go after you about something like that, then yes, and obviously, you shouldn't really be wearing anything at all if you're doing something that with a slight danger to it or risk to it like crossing a road um but 
I think is very unlikely. I would have to agree with that. I mean, yeah, the dog schools are different depending on where you are. I've heard some schools say that you know when the dog retires, they have to go to another home or, or you know, like a, I guess a retirement home of some kind. I don't know. But there are schools that allow you to keep your dog once they've had to retire as far as how an accident would go, if that's your dog or the school's dog or how that would work and who's responsible. Yeah. I mean, we just have to be responsible. It, it's, it's the idea of if you are putting yourself in a situation like that, like Sean said, when you're crossing the street, you want to make sure that you're paying attention to what's going on. And, and yeah, we always talk about, you know, jawbones or, uh, you know, the Bose frames or something like that that keeps your ears open, you know, the, uh, the AirPods Pro with the transparency mode. Those are important, but when you're crossing the street, I mean, I typically, if I'm listening to music or something as I'm walking, I will pause it if I come up to a very busy intersection because I want to stay alive. I don't want to get into an accident. So you just have to be, you know, personally responsible. I mean, you know, you think about car drivers now, there's a big conversation about whether even using a mobile in a car should be allowed because even, you know, not so much hands-free, because even hands-free can come with its problems. You know, you may not be holding the phone, you may well have your hands on the wheel, but at the same time, your your mind is elsewhere. You're so busy having a conversation about something, and say you're having an argument with someone, and you're not focusing on the road properly, so therefore you end up in an accident. Um, and, and that would be the cause. So I, I, maybe there is a question mark of whether we even do this or not. But I think mm. you're right. I think we've got to be serious about our own safety. And, you know, it, it's not up to... I don't think we can push insurance companies <laughs> to say you know they should be the the ones that guide us on this. I think we need to guide ourselves on this. Quite literally, we need to say, look, you know, I I will wear these when I'm out and about. But like you say, Tim, when I get to a, a crossing or crosswalk or whatever, I'm taking them out. Um, I'm yep. being sensible about this because I don't fancy the idea of dying. Yep. Not yet, anyway. I may sound like I'm close to it, but I don't <laughs> fancy the idea of it. Yeah, I don't want to be like a person on the sidewalk when uh, Stephen's playing Grand Theft Auto and, and just get yeah, exactly. run over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, or Sean and his Tesla. Or Sean and um, his Tesla, yes. Right, look, let's, let's get to uh, one of our calls. Uh, we've had one of you uh, getting in touch this week by phone. Uh, here's what you've got to say. Hi, Tim, Sean, and Stephen. This is a message for Double Tap Canada. You can play this on the show. Uh, it's Tiffany again. I heard... Uh, story on episode 107 about the Orbit app for the Orbit Reader. I forget the name of it for the Android smartphone and I don't have an Orbit Reader or an Android phone, but I think it's great, you know, being inclusive. I'm all for it. That's awesome. I'm having a bit of a tech problem I honestly don't know what to do with and if you have any suggestions, any of you, that would be great. I have an old iPhone SE. It's not my main device. It's just a, a spare old one. And I'm trying to update it to the latest update. I think that's 13.2 or something like that. I'm bad with numbers. But when I try to do that, it says it can't verify the update because it's not connected to Wi-Fi. But then when I go into the status bar, the Wi-Fi signal shows up and then I have three bars. So I'm kind of lost on this one. So. Any help or advice on that is definitely appreciated. Bye. Thank you, Tiffany. And uh, just to sort of get into that first off, um, the uh, Orbit uh, app that you were talking about is the Orbit chat communication system uh, that uh, the Orbit Research Company have produced and uh, uses the Orbit Reader 20 Braille display and the app on your Android smartphone to enable a simple chat experience, ideal for someone who is deafblind. Um, 
Now, to the point about the SE, well, I'm going to go to our SE expert over here, um, because we had talked about this last week and indeed the week before, I think, Sean, where we talked about uh, whether or not uh, we should upgrade at all uh, with those devices. Uh, obviously, that's something that Tiffany's very keen to do, is upgrade to 13.2. Um, but it's not working, because the Wi-Fi is not working. What's going wrong? Fix it, Sean, will you? <laughs> Okay, hang on. This is a slightly tricky one because I'm not entirely sure. The first thing to do is... Oh, you're terrible. Yes, well, I am when it comes to this one. Uh, So I don't (laughs) think it is a Wi-Fi issue. As you said, the the Wi-Fi is connected, Tiffany, so I don't think it is that. Um, Obviously, the first thing to do, and I'm sure you've tried this already, is to close down the settings app. Go to your app switcher and uh, close down the settings app and then just... Uh, reboot your phone, turn it off and turn it on again. This is the universal fix-all, and see if that helps. Um, Other than that, there is a way to actually delete the downloaded uh, update and force it to download it again and try it again. And I'm desperately trying to remember what that is. I'm going to quickly try and look that up unless Tim knows the answer. Nope. No, I do not. Well, I don't know the answer to that, but what what I would say is uh, you said three bars, Tiffany. I'm just wondering, is it definitely connected to Wi-Fi? Have you gone into your settings? Have you gone into Wi-Fi? Have you made sure that what you're actually getting in terms of three bars is not the phone signal rather than the Wi-Fi signal? Um, I don't know if the phone would be as clean at, or clear at telling you that. So it might be worth checking that out as well. And what I often do with my Wi-Fi, I don't have to do it so much on a phone. You used to have to do it all the time on a MacBook was turn Wi-Fi off and then on again for it to even just recognize the Wi-Fi was there. So it might be worth checking that out, uh, checking out the settings as well, um, and just making sure that it uh, that it works, because um, it could just be something very simple. But as Sean says, a very simple restart of your phone might solve it. The other thing I would suggest is just make sure your internet is working properly in the house. I've had this situation many a time where my phone just will not behave on Wi-Fi at all, I've got to kill my Wi-Fi, turn it off, put it back on again, and, you know, that's it. We're back up and running. So there are a couple of things you can do, but you you have to kind of go through the steps, I guess, with this one. Um, Yeah, I actually had to do that recently at our house because all of our Echoes were cycling off, our phones weren't connecting, and the Wi-Fi was showing as connected. It was showing that it should be working, but nothing was working. I simply just came to my computer, unplugged the power from the Wi-Fi, basically, waited a minute or two, plugged it back in, and everything booted up just fine, and then all the devices worked again. So it, it can be a variety of things. So annoying when that happens, isn't it? Because the Wi-Fi doesn't tell you it's off, because it's still connected. And that's the, the problem with my house is that I use one of these mesh um, wireless repeater systems, um, like you know the, the ones we've seen um, from Amazon, you've got Eero. Uh, you've got TP-Link bringing them out, um, maybe with three or four different options. Google Home, uh, Google Wi-Fi also has this as well, where you've got maybe three devices that you can scatter across your home, and it shares the internet amongst them all. The problem with those is if they are, if they are not the source of your internet connection, so what happens is you're connecting those possibly to a router in your house. And if you're doing that, then the problem is that the the router itself might not be connected. Something could have gone wrong there. So, you know, even though you have got Wi-Fi, you do have Wi-Fi. You might be able to communicate between the devices in your home, but that's it. Your your internal network is up and running, but the external, the connection to the outside world isn't there, and that's something you might want to to check. Um, Sean, have you got an answer yet, or are you still just bumbling around? Uh, Well, I am bumbling around always, but uh, I may have a... (laughs) 
a quick answer, <laughs> but I'm, I'm hoping this is still relevant to iOS 13. If you can delete the, as I said, the iOS update that it has downloaded already, and it will force it to try it again. Um, if you go to the settings and then go to general and then storage and iCloud uh, usage, and then go to manage storage. And in there, there should be something about the iOS update. If you double tap on it, it will give you the option to delete update. And once you do that, obviously go back to the uh, up software update section and you should see the option to download and install again and give that a go. What a guy. Very impressive. Thank you. Uh, hope that helps, Tiffany. Let us know how you got on uh, because I'm sure others will be wondering the same and uh, hopefully 13.2 will resolve some of the issues that you've been having. Certainly seems to have done that for me, which is quite nice. Um, okay, so let's talk about Disney Plus and Apple TV Plus. Um, now, we're, we're going to talk about the... The services themselves, I think, first, and then we'll get into some of the content. Um, but you know, I'd like to say that um, Apple TV Plus on the Apple TV is, of course, amazing. And you know, what do you expect? <laughs> um, I haven't been able to try it on the Fire TV because, for some reason, even though other people in the same country that I live in have got access to it, I can't get it to download to my Fire TV. So I don't know if it's a slow rollout or what it is. Um, maybe I just need an update on my Fire TV stick. I don't know. But uh, I can't get access to it. So, but I want to know. And rumor is it is very accessible on the app, on the Fire TV as well, which we kind of expect. Um, so that's good news. But Disney uh, Plus, which I'm, uh, now I'm right in saying it's out in the US and Canada now, Tim. Is that right? It is, correct. Yeah, it came out on Tuesday, actually. It was expected to launch at 6 a.m. Eastern Time. But uh, people found that it was actually up about two thirty or three o'clock. They put it in the app store to get a jump on when it. When you say when you say people noticed that, when you refer to the people that noticed it was uh, up there at two o'clock in the morning, any particular people you might be referring to there? <laughs> well, particularly myself. Uh, but then oh, I went right, to okay. Facebook and found that I was not alone. Thankfully, there were other people also in the middle of the night. I, I was up actually editing the last episode of Life After Blindness and uh, finished that about yeah, a little little plug there. Uh, finished it about 3 a.m. and <gasps> went and got a snack and couldn't get to sleep. And 3.30, I thought, you know, I'm going to see if Disney Plus is in the App Store at least. Even if there's no content, they should do a slow rollout just to get it out there so there's not this clamoring at 6 a.m. to get it. Sure enough, it was already there. I found out it had actually been there for about an hour or so, and the content was all available, and you could already use it uh, you know, at that time. So it, it, it was kind of nice. And obviously, you would have immediately woken up your daughter uh, to say, look, all this wonderful Disney content that's available to you. <laughs> You, no. you obviously we know you don't have any children and right there is why um not at 3 30 in the morning when she's due to get up at 6 30 to go to school no. No, no look look there's the misconception right there it isn't a kid's channel either is it i know it's disney but there's so much on there disney just oh my owns gosh, so, so much. much content well, yeah, because they have a part in 20th Century Fox. They own all the Marvel uh, content oh. and Star Wars. And then, of course, they have their own Disney content going back literally to the 1920s. And, and those short cartoons are in there. It, it, hmm. it is funny, though, because they have so many things that are audio described for us out of the 500 or so things that are there between te television shows, movies and short cartoons. The, the people online, now these are people online because I'm not going to go counting, um, but people are saying at least 200 things are audio described. So between shows and movies, there's at least 200 and more is coming. 
Oddly enough, the first three Star Wars movies, the original ones from the 70s and 80s, they're not described, which is weird because I checked iTunes. They do have audio description in iTunes and on their DVDs and Blu-rays, <gasps> so it is out there. That's terrible. Per- it's a disgrace. Yeah, those three aren't described. The rest of the Star Wars movies are described. However, The Three Little Pigs from 1933, the eight-minute cartoon short, has audio description. So, you know, go figure. Now, I do want to rage against this, but to be fair, this is a new service, you know, let's right. let's see how they go. The very fact that they've got so much audio description at launch is impressive oh, yeah. and encouraging and great. Um, so, yes, it does seem really strange that these wouldn't be audio described when the audio described versions are available anyway. But, yeah, I'm going to cut some slack on that, I think. Yeah, I'm cutting them some slack. I'm hoping it's just a contractual kind of thing. Maybe it'll come out later because, as I said, all the other Star Wars are, are described. The Marvels are no. described. The Go on, no. Stephen. Oh, no. Give it to Fine. Him. No. Fine. No. Don't, don't let them away with it. Get on. Twitter them. Tweet them to death. No, no. I don't know. Just get on there. Uh, tell them. Or just See, this kindly is not ask on. them if and when this will be added later. No, no. Get Flame on to them. Some, you know, start. <laughs> no, no, don't, don't do that. No. T- tell them Sean will appear in a Tesla <laughs> if you if you don't get this sorted. I've been in a Tesla. Did there's I? no guarantee what that Did car I mention will be. that? <laughs> yeah, you didn't mention it, no. Um, only 15 times. But look, look, I mean, you know, I think it's great that they're out. And, and, you know, of course it's great they've got audio described content. But the whole thing is, I, I really hate this slapdash approach. I mean, actually, the Star Wars thing. I've never watched a Star Wars movie in my life, okay? Then I've said it. <sighs> you are sick. I know, but here's the thing. I, I might want to watch it. So I think, okay, great. I'll sign up to Disney+. Plus. I'll get all the Star Wars movies. I'll watch them now. Oh, wait, I can't. Because, what, ver- number two and three and eight no, are no, not, you know, I, there. I get that, and I totally AD. agree with you. And yes, d- I agree with definitely that. tweet them and bring it to their attention. But what I'm saying is... If it's still the case uh, in two weeks' time, then yeah, then there's there's more to be said about it. But and will they give me the money back for the period of time that I haven't been able to watch any television? In that well, period? if you subscribe with all the iPhones and devices that you've purchased, you should have a free year already, Stephen. You should have well, a for free Apple TV, several years. Apple TV, yeah, for Disney. Oh, that's Definitely, for Apple TV. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> well, there are ways. I'm mixing my. I'm so <laughs> mixing your pluses up. Oh, I'm mixing my pluses. Yes, that's absolutely true. But there are ways to get cheaper Disney Plus as well. We we thankfully were able to do that ourselves. But oh, hang on a minute, oh, is that legal? Dodgy. Oh. It is legal. Yes, at their uh, conference a couple months ago, they had a deal where you could prepay and get like a whole year free. So yes. Okay. All right. Yeah. Look, and if you um, just subscribe just to watch the Star Trek movies, no. Oh, I got Star it mixed Wars, up. Star Trek. Oh, oh dear. No. Now you're mixing oh, your. Can your I edit stars, that out? Yeah. So oh, so yeah, sorry. I, I meant. Ooh, if only there was a way we could edit on this program. Mm, you're going to uh, get hate mail. The Trekkies I and the Star Wars did people not mean are going to get you. The thing is, we can, we can delete it as long as we never mention it again in the show. That's how it works, right? So we can edit it out as long as nobody ever mentions it at any other point in the show. Oh, Carry on, Sean. I can't believe I said that. Oh, so Sean, you were. talking Talking about Star Trek versus Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. Well, carry on. Thanks, Tim. <sighs> if you subscribed just to watch Star Wars, then yes, of course, get in contact with them. But who would do that? You know, nobody, surely. No, and who in this day and age, over the age of 35, hasn't seen them already? I mean, my gosh. Uh, me, 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 me. Not me. Um, but no, I mean, it's like the Amazon Prime thing. It's like, you know, oh, well, season one of this is described. Brilliant. Season two isn't. Oh, season three is. Oh, great. Um, I don't know how 
these organisations think we uh, watch television as blind people. Oh wait, I've realised that they don't care. That's why they don't care about. I agree with you. Look, it feels like I'm trying to defend something that I don't want to defend. I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. But <laughs> we're putting you in charge of Disney Plus this week, right? <laughs> it's, we'll fix it's just that it's it's a new service. Look, when Netflix launched Daredevil and it wasn't audio described, you know that was crazy to me, but. They did add that audio description really quickly. I can't exactly remember when now, but it was... You know, w- it was like less than a week or a week. Exactly. Yeah, but, you know, they, as, they got on that as soon as, as soon as it was launched and I started to play it and it didn't have audio description, I was on Twitter, you know, raging about it. But it was obviously in place, in progress. And, of course, there's that argument of, well, why is it not ready at launch? Why is it not as important that we've got access to it? But as I said, I just think... No, 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 but that's it. That is it. Because look, Netflix, they don't wait around. Every show that arrives, every single time I hear about a Netflix original, I know. An original, yes. put it on and it's there. I know it's there. When Netflix are behind it, when it's got the little N and when she says, (laughs) you know, the the letter N blows up into a multitude of colors or whatever it is she says, um, I always think, ah. Well, to be fair in this case, though, the Disney, quote, originals, the things they've launched special for the app that aren't previous acquisitions like Star Wars, they all are described. Well, it's good. Yes. So the new Star Wars television show, The Mandalorian, they've got a Jeff Goldblum show. They've got a lot of different things actually in there, and every single one of them is described. So they are making sure the new original content is described. I will always just... rage against any content that's not audio described. I'm just going to rage against it. I don't care well, what okay. the situation I don't. I don't understand why it's not. Because what the annoyance is, it is described. That's what really yes, irks me I about agree. this. Yes, absolutely. it's already yeah, the there. The track is out there. Right. We're not asking you to do anything new. We're saying just going to give us the thing that you've already got. Makes no sense to me. Look, we're nearly out of time. We haven't even mentioned Apple TV Plus yet. Which um, everything is described there. Everything's described. It's a haven of joy for all the three shows yes. they've got. Um, oh. <laughs> well, okay, they've got five um, or six. No, I don't know. It's a couple got, they've like, got. Ten. Oh, it's yeah, not as much it's as that. Terrible. Is it? That is a terrible. That elephant thing. I'm oh, not watching that elephant thing. I'm not interested Snoopy in that. Snoopy in space. Come on, mate. Look, Snoopy, Snoopy in space was really good. We watched the I whole thing. I knew you were going to say really that, Tim. Yes, yeah, but you're strange. You. I have a seven-year-old and a wife that loves peanuts. Of course, we watched the whole thing. <laughs> she loved peanuts. But I've also watched all the episodes of the Morning Show and of C. Yes. Okay. So go on then quickly. What did you think? I think the morning show is very thoughtful and intelligent, Terrible. and Jennifer Aniston yes. should be she Fired. should get an, an Emmy She's Award. Been knighted. Okay, she should be knighted. Yeah, what, what? whatever the, um, the equivalent is in America. I'll uh, I'll I'll not say. Anyway, um, I think don't. it's really thoughtful and and it's really good. I think C is interesting. Um, I can't wait till you guys actually watch it, uh, so we can have a proper Ooh, conversation about it. Mm-hmm. Well, I know we haven't seen it. I haven't watched it because you know what? I, I just, well, you I don't have reservations, know. and I get that. It's just it's blind people again, you know, and it's it's it, people Those pretending people. to be blind. Well, oh, but you know, just, there you are know, no, no, there are some every day. people that are born to these blind people, and that's the whole, you know. But you know that thing though. I mean, I know this is very unpopular, but I think blind people will get me on this. You know, you don't want to talk about blindness all the time, do you? And you know, people have said to me. I mean, this is what annoys me. I've had friends of mine who are sighted have said to me, "Oh, so you must be watching that show? See, it must be so nice to be inspired by what three million, you know, year plus people who are living in a world that's totally different to the one I'm in now." Oh yeah, I totally relate to that. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, we, we should watch it, and I will watch it. I just haven't got round to it. And yeah, that that says something about the service to me: the fact that there's so little content on there. I'm not really that. Oh, I must go and check it out now. Whereas Disney, I'm more interested in. 
because there is that huge choice. So, yes, definitely. Yeah, but 60 or 70 percent of the content in Disney I've seen throughout my entire life because it's their okay, whole if you're a fan boy, That's not the point. It doesn't matter. There's so much Disney fan, so much choice there. And look, I've been far more interested in other people's reaction to the C program. I haven't watched it yet. Well, that's true. But hearing oh, people yeah. talk about it, well, you know, obviously blind people couldn't do that. And some of the well, things and examples they give of, you know, of the battle scenes and running I'll, through I'll the tell forest. You this. I, one, I get one, one thing that the AMI are certainly sure of is that they are sick of us talking about stuff. They want us out of here. Uh, so we are gone. Uh, we will catch you next time. Thank you so much for listening. Check out the podcast. Don't forget the TV show as well. Uh, all of that available uh, at ami.ca. Don't forget our website as well, doubletap.online. We'll catch you again next time. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. I've been in a Tesla. Star Wars. Don't forget to tune in to Double Tap TV every Tuesday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern on AMI-tv. For more technology talk with Mark Aflalo and Stephen Scott. This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca. Hello, I'm Sean Priest. Join me monthly for Sean of the Shed, where I introduce you to all the technology that can be so useful to us as blind or partially sighted people. Find Sean of the Shed wherever you find all your podcasts.